Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And that was very plucky, Jordan. This I is still flyover be... ministry. <laughs> I wanted to be different. Oh, here we go. Different is what you're getting today because, well, no, we're still plugging away at engaging people at schools, engaging our students, and helping our teachers and our people that are involved at schools. But uh, maybe this month has been a source of... Uh, conversation for you, and we hope that that's the case every month. But uh, as we look back on uh, coaching, as we look back on subbing and supporting our teachers, uh, maybe when you start talking about how you can help out at your your schools, what comes up uh, might be volunteering. And, uh, you know, there's there's a very good value and, and reason that might be the case, because uh, schools doing things require manpower. And not everyone is willing to do the dirty work that's involved with maintaining and running a school. So um, our encouragement to you, at least my encouragement, is again pointing back to something we said in the first episode of the series, is that we have to be willing to get our hands dirty. And I know sometimes when it comes to volunteering, even at church, uh, that means that you have to do something that isn't exactly in your job description. All of a sudden, you are shoveling snow in front of your church or you're having to clean up after youth group, or somebody made a a mess in the bathroom, or no one cleaned up the kitchen. That's not in your job description, but you're still getting your hands dirty. So volunteering at school may mean getting your hands dirty. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what that might look like, uh, but still encouraging you to have these conversations with your, the, the leaders at your church, with the leaders at the school to see if you are able to, um, be engaged in whatever capacity at the schools to be able to be with students. So Jordan, as you take a look at our outline here, and I know that the people listening can't see it, are there anything, is there anything here that stands out to you that you want to start off with? Maybe something that you have had to do while you volunteer at your school? I'm before getting to that, I would just like to, to maybe have uh, a challenge our way of thinking a little bit, because we can think of volunteering and, kind of put it in this category of sigh, I don't really want to do that stuff, you know, um, because it might not be speaking to our our passions necessarily. But at the same time, I want us to think about as youth workers, we often are in the same boat sometimes with having to recruit leaders for things and volunteers for things, right? Like mm-hmm. we need we need drivers to get our kids to this event. We need people who would be willing to stay at the church for um, an overnight retreat. And we need all these different things and and think about how blessed we are when we have these regular people who consistently come up to the plate and say hey i'll do that and uh even though we know it's not always pleasant they're there and so as we're thinking about in the school connections um we can offer that same connection to the school where we are um, a regular you know someone we don't Mm -hmm. have to do everything obviously we we have our schedules we have our jobs um, 
but to know that there is someone who is regularly stepping up, it can be just a big blessing. And I, I think that's trying to paint it in a way that we can understand um, from our own perspective of how significant that can be. So that's a good word. I'll just throw that in. That's that's a good perspective to have. Thanks for that. Yeah, I succeeded one thing this month. That's kind good. of kind of rocking my world with that. You know, yeah. <laughs> didn't even consider that as I was writing this outline. It's like, you know what? We, we rely on volunteers a whole lot and, and the value that we put on those volunteers matter. Yeah. And we can be those people, but. And I mean, when we think about it, how many of our parents are just jacked up to say, yes, I want to be at the overnight thing at church. I want what? to not sleep at this lock-in, <laughs> you know, or sleep on the floor or on the pew or whatever. You know, probably not all that many. So yeah, there was one parent on our side that was really eager to volunteer for a couple of things, <laughs> mainly mainly our trip to Valley Fair because in their their mind, like if you need me, I will be on the lazy river all day. <laughs> <laughs> so they were they were excited to volunteer. Yes, I will drive, but that is where I am going to be. So sure. <laughs> That's fine. Do whatever you want. Like, thanks for driving. <laughs> so that would be something that I would I would think too of just you know, there there might be times where it might not be super pleasant. And um, so some of the things that I have done in the past, I, I think I talked about in the first episode this month, just chaperoning a dance. Uh, I think I was involved with a post grad party. Um, so that's going to be like a a late night thing. Um, field trips. I have accompanied middle school students on a, a trip to um, the uh, Medora area that was when I was in Beulah um, and things like that. And, and sometimes it's, it's really encouraging when the student reaches out to you and says, hey, we're looking for, for someone to help chaperone this. But um, there also comes a time where you can take the initiative and step up and say, hey, we've got this thing going on. Um, is this something I can help with? You know, do you, it seems to fit in my calendar, my family life this this year. So mm-hmm. maybe we can do that. And I'll also say there might be an opportunity for you as a youth director to be able to chaperone a trip to maybe Six Flags or something. I know that's something that happens here. So maybe you could be the lazy river person. Oh, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. How's work going today? Oh, fine. Just <laughs> fine. I'm just chilling out here. I think there's, you know, there's value in that. Sometimes volunteering can be really great. Sometimes it can be, it, it can be though, right? You said about sometimes you look at volunteering with this attitude of, uh, this is kind of the garbage work that no one wants to do. It can be. I, I mean, I'm not denying that, right? Some somebody's got to clean this, clean up the kitchen after um, after a meal. Somebody's got to. Somebody made a mess in the bathroom. Somebody's got to. Someone has to clean that up. Mm-hmm. Like, and that could be you. So, servant's heart. I think it's worth pointing out as you look to volunteer to look at your own family life as well and protect that above all else, uh, because there's a lot that you can sign up for. There will always be something else that will compete for that. But mm-hmm. um, as maybe a parent, as you listen to this, as your kids are in these activities, maybe this is something that you can help volunteer to, like, my kids are already going to be here. Um, maybe you're volunteering to chaperone prom. And maybe you'll just be that parent. You're that parent. Um, like, yeah, mom and dad is here. It's kind of lame. But maybe that could be you it means somebody has to chaperone. 
Um, it's, it's not always going to be fun in the sun on a lazy river, right? But yeah, um, yeah just the, the importance of protecting your own schedule. And again, too, like the hesitancy for churches, I think, is worth bringing up here as well because um, they want your time. They're the ones that are, are paying you. Um, and maybe you're even a volunteer at your church. So keeping in mind who your main employer is and making sure that you have the green light to be able to volunteer for something like this. But um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for our churches for a lot of these things. They would be okay with me doing this uh, yeah. if it meant that this was coming from the perspective of me being with students, not a, I need supplemental income because you're just not paying me enough, right? There's a All difference right. in how you approach this. So um, Jordan, you said you helped chaperone some dances. Uh, it was just one, I think. Um, I don't think I was asked back. I was kind of a wet blanket. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, and, and that brings up another point too. Like from a ministry perspective, you do get to see a thing. Like if you're substituting, seeing what life is like there, if you're going to games, you do get to see um, connections and stuff. But there's also something about a dance that uh, is, is a unique flavor, I guess. And mm-hmm. um to see youth culture, to see, listen to the music that's being played, watch what is considered dance, see how much sexualization has creeped in. I think that was a big concern for me where now I'm at the point that if my kids were interested in going to a dance, I would be very likely to be asking if I could chaperone because I want to let them know that there's accountability, you know? Um, Mm -hmm and that I care and to let them know that I see what is going on. I see the pressure you have, um, to dress this certain way, to act this certain way. Um, and you know, if I need to be there to also just be like the way of escape to say, you know, like the classic, I think my dad, you know, I'm willing to let you throw me under the bus if it's what gives you an out in this situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there was times, and I think this was more of my role as a volunteer youth worker, but I volunteered to be able to come to a concert at uh, the high school in Northwood. And I think it was Seventh Day Slumber, which is a, a, a shout out from way back for those of you who are. There was this period of music in like the early 2000s in the Christian movement where it was like everyone was like really into like hard rock and in. Yeah, I just remember that concert being so loud that I was asked to either stay in the back or stay in the van with kids that might just need a break from that if they were acting out. And everyone managed to stay in, but then we had students that were just, it's, concerts can get so loud and with the lights and all the flashing and the fog and the crowds, um, they just got started getting sick. And they just came to the back and they just needed a place to sit down. You know what? Let's go sit in the cafeteria. And we sat in the cafeteria and eventually, slowly and surely, the whole group kind of migrated out because you could still hear the music from the cafeteria where they were selling concessions. But I had brought along uh, like a, a two packs of Uno mm. just as a card game, just in case. And we sat in the back and... I'll tell you what, we got sick off of Starburst, Skittles, and popcorn, and we just played Uno like the whole time, and it was amazing. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's what looks it looks like to volunteer is that um, you show up to a concert that maybe you're really looking forward to, but um, 
you don't get to see see them live. You just are there with students, being there, being present, and making the best of sometimes what could be a potentially bad situation. And we recognize, too, there's a, a whole lot of different things besides chaperoning and dances and stuff, too. So mm-hmm. um, field trips, we, we talked about that a little bit. But what are some other things that you have um, encountered in your time in ministry as far as opportunities for volunteering at schools? Right. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the Young Life group here in Ottertail County. Uh, this is something that they've been doing, which I thought was a terrific idea. It keeps in mind that, you know what, just because you're volunteering mainly for junior high and high school students doesn't mean that there aren't other students as well at the school. So something that Young Life here in our county is doing is they're actually volunteering for recess. Um, They are the supervisors that go outside and they're goofing around with kids and mainly there as the adults to make sure that kids aren't getting too rowdy. But uh, they have volunteered out at recess uh, and that includes during the winter when, you know, sometimes it's super cold and recess still hasn't been canceled uh, or called off and everyone's inside. Uh, they will go out in the cold for, you know, half an hour, hour long recess period uh, as different age groups come out. And they are willing to be those people so that teachers can actually have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, they're willing to be those, which I thought was a, a tremendous idea. And, uh, They've even offered, like Young Life has said, um, anybody that wants to join us, the schools, and they pointed out the schools that were they were working with, said mm-hmm. these schools, if you wanted to help, would gladly accept more help if you wanted to come join us for recess. Um, I've seen, like we've mentioned before, uh, tutoring. Uh, the churches serve, I know that there's a lot of midweek ministry that happens at churches, and especially on Wednesday nights, um, Students get dropped off at churches, and they use the fellowship hall, uh, the church's internet, to be able to do homework. And it's an opportunity for you to be able to provide tutoring. Maybe you have some retired teachers in your church that are able to help out with tutoring. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there are people that come and help out with... Did Did your school ever have something called zero hour? No. Okay, so this was basically an hour that our school set aside maybe once a week for everyone to have just to do homework. And this was the hour that um, the Catholic students would go across the street to the school, uh, to the church for confirmation. So you would lose maybe a third, like the class that I was in, a third of the students went to confirmation at the Catholic church across the street. But then the school had what was called zero hour and, uh, It was basically a study hall. You could read, you could draw, you could do homework, whatever. Just kind of keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. And um, I know other schools have that, I think, once or twice a week. Uh, They might call it different things. But uh, maybe you're willing to help out with um, a study hall. You know, that's that's usually an official class in most schools. And uh, basically what you're there is to maintain order. So maybe you're just laying the law down. Uh, those could be instances and opportunities, not just tutoring, but um, being the adult that's working crowd control, I suppose, for lack of a better way to say that. But uh, I mentioned, too, uh, coming to have lunch with students. Uh, Part of that is being able to sit down with students and talk with them and meet their friends and all that. But at the same time, you're also an adult there, Uh, again, maintaining order and, and getting to meet other kids and 
uh, making sure that no one's really starting a fight or things aren't getting too rowdy. But um, those are instances that I have seen. Uh, but I know that there are certainly other ways, mm-hmm. uh, other ways for people to volunteer at schools. Yeah, those are those are really good. And um, I, again, some things that might not be something you think about. So glad that we have an opportunity to bring those up today. Um, another opportunity, and I think this might really touch with you as a uh, youth leader and having a heart for students, is really um, being able to step in in moments of crisis. We know that crisis happens. Um, I know in my time there's been student suicides, there's been um, accidents where, where kids have, have died, um, and those are hard things, and they hit the school system mm-hmm. pretty hard too. And recognizing that school, so like school guidance counselors, um, when I was going through school, their function was primarily just like how do we communicate and set things up and answer questions for scholarships for things beyond high school you know that was a lot of what they were doing mm-hmm. i'm sure there was some intervention stuff too but now the counseling thing with with all the anxiety that students are having and stuff is is almost like this is the first tier of mental health um and i know uh when i was walking with some of the other ones um in my previous congregation uh, they were saying things like their days fill up much in advance. Like, you know, they try to be available, but there's just so much need and and they're so overworked in that sense because of all the needs going on. Um, so when we can be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm here uh, specifically if there's a crisis, just to be present, just to help kids walk through grief. Um, you know, there might be some questions and just like what methodology, what, what's your agenda, things like that. But if you can have a relationship with them and say, look, I care about kids. Uh, I know this is hard and I want to just walk with them through this time mm-hmm. and be a presence, you know, uh, and I think that's a huge thing. The ministry of presence is, is big. Um, oh, man, just yeah. showing up, you know, going to a funeral, maybe if, if you've been able to be able to be in the school for counseling or something like that. I'm having that presence and then seeing these kids at a funeral and being able to, you know, just they'll see you there. And that's a big thing, too. Um, So that's huge. And that's something that I would say maybe more so than the other ones. You do want to make sure that you are um, in step with the expectations of the school, um, having communication. This is something you want to be in place before. So if you have an opportunity to sit down with with counseling staff and say, here's my information. Here's what I can bring. And if you ever need um you know, if you have a business card or something, just leave it there. Say, just reach out. You know, I'll, I'll come by. Um, that can be really helpful. But we do want to honor the system that's in place, too, for that, too. And, and it might even be something like, look, we'll have, um, if there is this event, we've got this thing going off at school. Here's going to be another couple hours after school. We can come. We can just mm-hmm. process together. And then you'll have a lot less of the restraint that might be in place where you can bring in the hope of the gospel, can process some of these deeper questions that this stuff might lead to. Um, but that's another great example. And then finally, uh, we have on our list here, maybe the most unflattering one, but like you said, this is something that needs to be done, janitorial work. Um, and I, I think this could show up in, in different ways. I'll let you touch on it after after my initial thoughts. But when I see this, I think of, you know, is there something you can do to help pick up after a game, after an event or something like that? Um, is there some way that you can really 
serve in a selfless way and even in an unseen way. I think some of those other ways are really seen, but even just being a, like, we recognize people, there's some people that excel at behind the scenes work and they mm-hmm. do so much, but people aren't aware of it. Um, this is an opportunity for us to maybe step into something like that too. Um, but when you put this on there, what were you thinking, Daniel? Well, I, I just think of the impact that some of our members have had as far as just being custodial, doing custodial work and general maintenance around the school. Um, I'm not just talking like mowing lawns or wiping down lockers or cleaning bathrooms, but um, there was one and he's, he's passed away, but I, I just think of somebody, uh, one of our members who saw that a student had a special need and required a, a certain desk and he went out and built it. Mm-hmm. Like he built that desk for that student. And uh, the ministry of service, I think, especially behind the scenes is probably, I forget who said it, but it was more like, the best kingdom work often goes unseen. Mm. And um, I, that's just always kind of stuck with me. And uh, if you are one who's willing to clean, man, to clean up after a game or a dance, I'll tell you what, those bleachers get real messy because there's kids up there and even adults who are just cheering and popcorn gets spilt and so does soda pop. And so do, um, I don't know if your school is one of those just awesome ones. Our schools sell pickles. Which, like, enormous pickles. Like, I can't even think, like, um, I don't even, I, I have nothing, like, the size of, like, a, a water bottle pickle. Like, wow. huge, yeah. I'm spending so, I've said the word pickle too much now. But stuff like that, the concessions get spilt on the bleachers. Someone has to clean it up. And if you're willing to even just pick up the trash around you mm-hmm. and make it easier for the people to, that are officially picking up that speak that you know that's that little act of service is an incredible help you know there's always work to be done around the school there's always something to clean up and if i mean if you see a mess or if, if you are able to help out in certain ways then I, i'd say go for it you know but again communicating with your church and um the the schools to say hey i'd, I'd like to help and if you need help with this you know i'm, I'm willing to but um you know, they, they also do hire people full-time, so you don't want to necessarily take away work from them as well. But uh, I, th- I think just trying to be secretive in, in helping out schools in that way is, I think, a tremendous ministry for you to pursue. And you could even also see that as a potential um, opportunity for your youth group to do something. So you've got one local district, and there's a, a big event. Um, you could even just volunteer say, hey, would I know you've got staff people, you've got janitors or whatever for this, but um, if you're interested, we could come by and we could help out sometime. And, you know, the students kind of see that aspect of it. It's um, It might be a way like that the school can really appreciate, the community can appreciate um, the presence of, of the work of the, the church and the community too, just as community members. So just an option to, to think through there too. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode and this month as we talk about um, serving in schools as we've got a whole year coming, uh, a lot of opportunities to put these things into practice. Um, and obviously, we did not able to touch on everything. So yeah. you have things that you have done or have experienced. would love to hear from you on that too. Um, otherwise, just keep pressing on knowing that uh, Jesus sees those things that are unseen a lot of times too. I love that kingdom work line there. 
Um, yeah. And sometimes you might feel like you're not being appreciated for all the work that you do. Um, but that doesn't make it insignificant. It doesn't make it invaluable or any less valuable. So keep serving, um, serve like Jesus, and know that we're cheering you on. So with that, go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.